whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And Rant. we are, we are here, here to rant, rant and rave. rave. Ta-da! <laughs> yes, we are. Jessica, how was the last 24 hours? It was great. <laughs> Did I touch you so much hours happened. ago? <laughs> um yes within the last well we always talk but yes we last saw each other online uh, 36 hours ago I would mm, say. indeed indeed mm-hmm. anything exciting happened since then yes i went to my first live performance back in a theater for the oh. first time since was it hamilton that- no, but oh. I want to see it again. I have seen Hamilton, but I would but see, I it see it again like 30 times. <sighs> when we saw it, literally Alan turned to me and goes, I could see that again right now. Yeah, I love that's it. how much we loved it. Yes, it's so good. And I was yeah. worried too because I saw it very, very late in the game and I was like, it's so hyped up. It's never going to hold Same. up. Same. It totally was mind blowing. Uh, it was even better than yes. I expected. Yes. Yep. It is the first musical that I, as an adult, have bought the soundtrack to and listened mm-hmm. to fairly regularly. Yeah. Like I did Les Mis when I was young and was oh like, I want to go into theater. Yes. Oh, the yeah. Les Mis. Oh, God. <sighs> That's another show that really is so epic. Oh, my dad uh-huh. took us to that when we were kids, and I was just absolutely mesmerized by the whole staging it. of yes. it. The story. I loved it so much that I actually read that big ass book. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I've never read it, but I bet it's yeah. great. I love yeah, the story. I'm sure it is. You know, I don't remember anything, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, the movie was great, minus uh, Javert, played by one Russell Crowe. God bless, mm-hmm. but the man is not intended for musicals. Mm mm. Mm-mm. No matter how much he and his mama think. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. No, yeah. I did not. I did not see Hamilton. What I saw, I feel like you would love it. I know you have a friend who is a magician and illusionist. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a show called The Enigmatist at the Geffen Playhouse in L.A. Oh. Which is a lovely theater we have in Westwood right by UCLA. I feel like I've seen that and, and went to learn more on Instagram. Mm. for that show well it was so fun and so good um the performer's name is david kwong and he was absolutely fantastic he is one of the current constructors of the new york times crossword puzzle oh he's a real smarty pants he's also real easy on the eyes okay seriously he's young he's attractive he's engaging like he's He's the total package. So listen, I am up for any attention from a male <laughs> that I find slightly attractive. 
As long as you're not one of the men at the 7-Eleven that refused to stop speaking to me, I am probably going to welcome your attention with batted eyelashes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Well, then you too could go and sit and maybe be chosen for one of his He won't tricks. choose me because I'll be sitting there bouncing going <laughs> every time he looked at me. I just need attention. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun, Dana. He does. And it's not like a traditional magic show. I mean, what is a traditional magic show? I don't know. But he birds? does have some, <laughs> there's no birds, uh, some card tricks, some crazy stuff where he like hands, he handed a kiwi to someone in the audience to make sure that it was in fact a solid piece of fruit and whatever. Mm-hmm. By God, if he didn't pull somebody's dollar bill that they had drawn on out of that kiwi that never left the audience member's hands at the end of the show. <laughs> he did stuff wow. that was mind-blowing. No one else ever entered or exited the stage it was just mm-hmm. him the whole time he constructed on a giant like pull down thing that he had behind him on the set he constructed a crossword puzzle with the audience based on clues and things that happened throughout the night it was so engaging it was so fun it got you out of your head it wasn't sitting through something that could be boring could be great it yeah. was just fun and even cooler before you entered the show They had four different puzzles. And by puzzles, you know what I mean? It's almost similar to like an escape room. You've got to look at this thing and be like, how does, what is the common thing in here? Or what's the theme? Or what's the pattern? Mm -hmm. There was four puzzles. And if you thought you had the right answer, you then walked up to the conductor that they had Mm -hmm. outside and they would punch your card. It was a map. And that was your admission to the show. And then you were to hold on to it because it was used towards the end of the show. Everything was interactive. It was such an amazing experience and so fun to be back with people laughing and clapping mm-hmm. and enjoying it. It was just, it was fantastic. So wow, they required vaccination proof and they were very diligent. I give them big props. It's the first place I've ever gone where they were being real discerning. They did not just grab it and go, okay, go in. Mm-hmm. They were like writing down info. Like they were really making sure everybody was not trying to pull a fast one and everyone was wearing a mask. And the person who announced the show came out and said, thank you for joining us. We're so happy to have you back. Also, um, as you were told, when you purchased your tickets, you must keep your mask on at all times while indoors during this performance. If at any time, for any reason, your mask slips ever so slightly. An usher will come up to you and ask you to put it on correctly, or you will be asked to leave. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So nobody was playing around. I mean, it was great. Perfect. I felt very safe. It was a wonderful experience to be back in a live theater. My God, what a wow. treat. That's yeah. awesome. That sounds mm-hmm. fantastic. Yes. Uh, I did nothing last night. I watched, uh, <laughs> I watched, well, I watched The Way Down on Which, HBO with Gwen Shamblin. How it crazy was, is it? I, I love that you started it right away. I've got to start it. Yeah, it's insanity. Tell this, everyone what it is. Uh, it's this Christian 
woman who started her own religion because she grew up, I guess, sort of like fundamental Baptists back in the day when women weren't allowed to speak or talk. Mm -hmm. Um, So then she like went to Christian school and stuff. Anyway, she started her own religion (laughs) (laughs) and then told all the women they needed to be skinny. So most of her preaching was about (laughs) being skinny. And then it became like how the men take over and like, she married this – I mean, I guess you could say he's very handsome. It's clear in his life he was considered extremely attractive and kind of got his way all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was an awful person and, like, accused his ex-wife of sexually abusing their daughter just because he w- didn't want her to have the daughter because she didn't want the daughter raised in that religion because oh, he married God. this woman. But I have never seen bigger hair, I don't think. You sent me a picture of her hair, and I literally (laughs) was like, okay, this is a caricature. This is a ground. I come from, uh, I know, right? I come from a generation where they had to squish girls' faces down like little mice to fit their hair into their school pictures. And this was more than I've ever seen. And it it was interesting to watch her get crazier and crazier and her hair get bigger and bigger. And people in the documentary even mentioned how her hair kept getting bigger as she got crazier. (laughs) But nobody had the nerve to tell her. Like, you didn't go against her. (laughs) Oh, my God. Isn't – I know I'm not crazy. Tell me if I am. One of my favorite characters that I ever saw you do at the Groundlings when you were in Sunday Company was, wasn't it like an evangelist or a preacher's wife or something like that? Oh, Am yes. I crazy? No, 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 no. I did that with my friend Matt Kelly <laughs> in a show it. called The Understudies. Yes. 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 And we were Southern evangelists. We were basically righteous gemstones. Yes. 15 years before it ever That's happened. Right. <laughs> Anyway, that's what I did with my <laughs> my downtime last night. Oh, my God. Well, you guys, Dana and I were full of rants before we even started our show. Our green room dump today mm-hmm. was about lots of insanity. Oh, man, definitely. And I'm about to bring up a point that I didn't bring up to Dana. Surprisingly, I saved All it right. for my rant. I'm ready. Well... I don't know if this has made national news yet. It's I'm pretty sure it has. It's been touched on by our local news, but it's uh, certainly not as yes, correct. Yeah, I think I got an Apple News alert about it a couple days ago. It's crazy. So my rant today is about the oil spill that occurred off the coast of Orange County, which is right below Los Angeles County, where Dana again, again, again. Yep. Yeah. So I'm just going to read you a quick little blurb. A ship's anchor may have hooked, dragged, and torn an underwater pipeline that spilled hundreds of thousands of gallons of crude oil into the ocean off Southern California, according to federal investigators who also found the pipeline owner didn't quickly shut down operations after a safety system alerted to a possible spill. Amazing. Questions remained about the timeline of the weekend spill, which fouled beaches and a protected marshland, potentially closing them for weeks, along with commercial and recreational fishing in a major hit to the local economy. Mm -hmm. And also devastating permanent damage to... 
permanent. <laughs> I mean, I've seen videos of them having to clean off little birdies and give them shots because yes. the crude oil causes dehydration. Yep. They also were talking about a specific type of sand-dwelling crab, and they said nobody ever thinks about this. Nobody's cleaning the little tiny crabs, but they're a major part of that ecosystem mm -hmm. and what a ton of other wildlife eat, eat. in the area. Yes. So the, the oil has now reached the soil, so that is, again, going to have ramifications not only out in the water, which are bad enough, but now into the ground. Um. I mean, I'm going to try to be somewhat contained with this. I feel like we could rant about this for the next week and not mm -hmm. get through it. But A, Dana and I were talking about this earlier. When do enough people in this country start caring about mm -hmm. things that are, I don't care what you think, what side you're on, whatever. How can you not agree and be outraged that the pollution that is going on and what it is affecting to our ocean which takes up three quarters of our planet you guys mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe you think you don't care you don't eat seafood awesome another case of people not caring because it doesn't affect, affect me. them yeah it affects everything it yeah. is such a global crazy chain reaction that happens with this stuff and yeah. i am the most incensed because yet again, just like when a lot of these dams break, when there's problems with bridges, problems with that building that collapsed in Florida earlier this year, yeah. people know the infrastructure in this country is absolutely crumbling to the ground. Those pipelines were built God knows how many decades ago and are completely corroded. Oh, you think after being underwater for how many years? Mm -hmm. So it was corroded and the weight of an anchor, which anchors, especially on large cruise liners or any kind of industrial ship, God knows what those anchors weigh. Mm -hmm. That hit it and it exploded it. I am livid because again somebody knew yes and they did nothing what so you could make another billion dollars in the next 24 hours before somebody knows what the problem is i mean for sure <laughs> there's so I, many things like we have the capability to live in a society that is mostly not run on crude oil and okay. it is money people who want our reliance on oil the yep. people who make the money from oil yes and this <laughs> like, is not like you just come by with a net and scoop up the oil and, oh, well, that's unfortunate. No. Now it's all over. Mm -hmm. You see the globs of it on the water. And then you also see that iridescent trail yeah. where it's just dissolving and going into everything. Yes. When yeah. are we going to hold these people accountable? Seriously. I don't, I don't it know. It keeps happening. What about when it happened in the Gulf? What within the last 10 years, that catastrophic, awful thing again, they knew they knew that it was in disrepair or not in the best shape and no one did anything. Mm -hmm. I am so tired of people going, oops, or, oh, we'll do something when it's and too late. Spending millions of dollars to make a commercial that we see going, we are so sorry. Uh -huh. We have done our best to clean uh -huh. these animals. <laughs> no, you're not sorry. You're making money still, and you're killing our planet and us. Yep. And people forget about it within a few days. Yep. Because it doesn't affect them directly, they think, but it actually Correct. does. Yeah. Actually, 
one of our favorite shows, South Park, did an episode on that. Do you yeah, remember what I'm I do about? remember that? And there's it keeps like throughout the episode, they keep having like a commercial within the South Park yes, show where the guys yes, like, the sorry. Just what I just said. Yes. We're sorry. I do remember that. Sorry. My yes. favorite is the guy laying naked on a bearskin rug and he's like shrugging his shoulders and he's like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. It's and really, it's, really, really bad. And um, they're and saying one this of those is the things, worst one in years. It's one of those things that it's like, this is why our planet is dying. Yes. And you think you don't care, but when the <laughs> smartest human being we're aware of alive right now, who is, uh, what I tell you, a 10-year-old child mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that, has all of a sudden become obsessed with how she needs to get to Mars because she has to have a planet to live on when she grows up. Uh-huh. You might ought to start listening. Yep. They say she's smarter than Einstein and Stephen Hawking. Yep. So she wants off this planet bad. We might <laughs> ought to. We might ought to start changing yep. some things because a lot of it's too late. It's horrible. It's yeah. horrible. And I'll tell you this, if we're not allowed to live here anymore, if you're not rich, rich, rich and important, you gonna die. Yeah. Ain't nobody <laughs> like me and Jessica gonna make it onto any of those rocket ships. <laughs> okay. It's gonna be Elysium down here. Rich people up in the skies got medicine machines and us down here trying to turn ourselves into robots just to live. <laughs> We're going to be living the sequel to Waterworld, and it's going to be called Dirt World, and it's set in the San Fernando Valley. Oh, good. And there ain't no good porn in it. (laughs) That joke's probably lost on a lot of people. San Fernando Valley is the capital of porn in in Los Angeles. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) You can buy a mansion out here and rent it out for porns and be a millionaire. Oh, my God. Oh, Jessica, that might need to be our next new income venture. Maybe. (laughs) It can be slug porn, so not too offensive, but uh, our favorite fascinated by fungi guy. Yeah. (laughs) See what I did there? I did. Uh, He posted a video of two slugs mating today um, with... (laughs) Uh, genuine's pony playing in the background and he I, likes to pretend like he ain't nasty uh-huh he's oh, you like, nasty boy i see you spanking them sh- mushrooms i mean you guys i'm telling you dana and i have brought it up before please follow <laughs> fascinated by fungi a. it actually is great it's amazing it's, it, i do love mushrooms and he's very yeah. knowledgeable there's so many different incredible and sometimes he just randomly species. is like hey i picked this mushroom today let's cook it and he teaches you how to like yes. leave it and stuff but sometimes he just likes to uh spank meow, it meow, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs> it is hilarious Anyways, I'm sorry to yell, but I'm kind of not. Like, I'm just tired of it. I don't care if it's depressing or bringing people down. This is reality, you guys. I know people are like, oh, enough, or we can't always focus on this stuff. Yes, we have to. We have to start demanding a, a change and holding people accountable. We absolutely do, because the reason that we're already here is because people keep turning a blind eye. I mean, just this yes. morning... um. There was a school shooting. 
Yep. Uh, this just happened. I was just telling Jessica, perhaps by the time this comes out, it'll be national news, but there's a major serial killer issue going on in Lebanon, Missouri, mm-hmm. perhaps some cannibalism. Like we are getting to the point of like humanity's annihilation. <laughs> and that may sound dramatic, but it's, it's like crazy. the last few years have just been exponentially insane. Uh, insane. Yep. And and what's happening too is people are becoming desensitized by it, saying, I mm-hmm. don't want to hear it or I get it or whatever. Well, uh-huh. nothing's changing. So nothing. you do need to hear it. Yeah. You do need to know that our planet and our species as human beings are going to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe in hell, then I guess we're going and disappearing. Whatever it is, you just need to know it's ending. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think like on a small level, that's like why part of the reason we started this podcast is we want to make mm-hmm. people aware of yes. ways that you, we can help these things. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's just a mess, right? Mm-hmm. But I also want the help to not have to be us telling people to go volunteer no. uh, to take uh, Dove dishwashing soap no. to hand clean the feathers off tarred birds yeah it's right it's dawn. yeah dawn dishwashing so oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yes you're right it's we need to stop it before it happens not yeah. try and make up for it when we're done yep and guess what uh you also this doesn't even do anything but these people don't even as much get a slap on the wrist but Oh, you were aware you were the person in command and or the you were answering to the owner of the company who told Uh you to do it. Then one of you is going to jail. That's Mm -hmm. not going to help the devastation that you have now caused. Mm -mm. But again, my God, not even a slap on the wrist. What they have to pay a couple of million in fines, which doesn't even vaguely cover the cost of recovery nor does it magically make the area clean again. And it doesn't hurt them either. Nope. Not at all. I mean, <sighs> they don't buy the $5 box at Taco Bell for dinner. I'll tell you that. Uh, no, they well. do not. They have a <laughs> private chef. Right. Making carne asada with hand-picked Aleppo peppers. Okay. I mean, okay. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, oh, I go ahead and move on to my rant? Oh, yes. Here we go. We're we're earning this cleansing breath. Oh today. yes, we. I I took one. If you didn't <laughs> you hear. just did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. This is from a new listener. Mm-hmm. This is from Kelsey. Hi, ladies. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. It makes my day listening to you. Oh, that's nice. I'm catching up from the beginning. Currently on episode seventy-seven. Wow, she's moving fast. I know. Uh, I've got a rant for you. It's about four-way stops. My city is doing construction downtown, including redoing the stoplights. Since February, three blocks have been turned into four-way stops. I work downtown, so every day I've almost gotten hit by drivers not paying attention. There's the person who didn't pay attention to the order of the cars that arrived that cuts you off. The person who thinks if the car in front of them goes, they go too. I hate that person so much. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Oh, they're yeah. not dumb. Oh, they're no. not dumb. They know they're it's intentional. Uh-huh. They know they're hooking onto the bumper of that mm-hmm, car just so mm-hmm, you can't squeeze mm-hmm. in there and honk at them. It's too late. Mm-hmm. They know. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the person uh, and the people who think they are helping by letting everyone go ahead of them, but instead cause more confusion and frustration. Absolutely. Causes car wrecks. Go on your turn. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting heated already. <laughs> Why are four-way stops so confusing for people? It shouldn't be this hard to just pay attention. End rant. Thank you for this amazing podcast and all you do. Stay safe and well. Well, it's not the end of the rant for me because I'll tell you. <laughs> I posted yesterday that I was grouchy. And the major reason I was grouchy is I had two traffic incidents with men. With men. Men are – I'm sorry. I know some of you are good. So you're going to have to plug your ears and excuse yourself from this. But I, I'm telling you, in general, this is a generality that I know I'm making. And if I need a mindfulness corner later, I'll take it. <laughs> because men are monsters. They are so rude. If I had a nickel for every man who has used his fingertips to swish, swish me like a fly in the last year, I don't know what this new finger fush, finger fush fush for men is, but they got a problem. Their fingers have been taken over by fush fush disease because don't you fush fush your fingers at me? What do you think I am, a gnat? I will come at you. It makes me livid and men are fush fushers in traffic are they fush fushing you along telling you to go on no 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 fush fushing of so here's exactly what made me mad yesterday i had a four-way stop incident too it didn't get as aggressive as this did but uh this man was merging off of a Mm -hmm. ramp Mm -hmm. i was in the second lane away from the merge ramp. There Uh were legitimately three lanes of traffic between he and I. Mm -hmm. Okay. He swerved over and almost broadsided me and ran me off into the (sighs) other lane because he wanted to get ahead of the person in front of him and he wasn't paying attention Uh to the fact that there was actually traffic on the road and not just him. And it scared the snot out of me. My child was in the car. Oh, no. Which makes the rest of the story a little bit worse. Oh, actually, he wasn't in the car for this one. He was in the car for the man on a stylus in a Maserati on his phone. (laughs) We'll get to that. So this man had a giant truck, like huge, overblown tires. I have a small dick kind of truck, okay? Uh So he almost hit me, and I honked at him. He had the temerity to look at me, squint his eyes, fush-fush me with his fingers, and then give me the bird. No. I put my car in sport mode. (laughs) Oh, my God. Went up to him, honked at him, shook my finger, no, no, pointed at him and said, you don't fush-fush me. And then flip me off. No, no, no. So I just did a whole bunch of oh my God. for Jessica. And he kept fush fushing. And I started laughing. And I said, you, pointed at him, are dumb, pointed at my hand, and then pointed at my wrist and said, I have all day. And I followed that man for 20 minutes down the way. Ah! I wouldn't let him around me. And I just kept fush fushing him with my fingers because I had the extra 20 minutes and I gladly give it to that dick just to oh. annoy him. 
My He's constant wouldn't even look at him, just driving with my fingers to the side of my head, fush fushing him. Oh the my whole god, no, no. He, he no. kept flipping me off and I kept laughing. <laughs> Once I blew him a kiss, just kept fush fushing. <laughs> Until he pulled off the freeway. And that's when I blew him a kiss and went, bye-bye. I don't think he wanted off the freeway. I don't think he was trying to get off. I think he was trying to get away from me. Unreal. That's perfectly fine. Don't you fucking flip me off and fush-fush me with your fucking fingers. You wouldn't fush-fush a man. No. You would never fush-fush a man. You'd probably go, oh, sorry, man. But you're not scared of me and you don't Uh respect me. So I took away 20 minutes of your drive time, dude. And then- Hours later, when I picked up my son, we're on the 101, man beside me just safely driving in his Maserati with a license plate that said Armenian living, and then a cover around it that said success, with some kind of stripper type woman bent over with her butt in the air beside Uh his license plate Uh on his phone with a stylist from 2001. (laughs) drawing or finding something on his phone while we're all going down the 101. It's uh, actually insane. I also honked at him and pointed at my head and said, you're crazy. And then went, uh, 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 stuck my tongue out and pretended I was drawing with a stylist. I cannot. And he didn't fush fush me. He kiss headed me. He went like that. I know you can't see it, listeners, but like, (laughs) and then promptly almost rear-ended a Prius, which made me very happy. (laughs) Oh, my God. But four-way stops, it's the same thing. Just follow the rules. Don't make your own rules that service you, and don't make your own rules where you're scared and you let everybody go because you're absolutely screwing everyone. (laughs) It's like when you're on the freeway and you don't have anywhere to be, so you drive 30 miles an hour when the speed limit's 65, and Uh you lose six car links in front of you, but no one can get around you because traffic's still happening. (laughs) And so everyone behind you is just furious as car after car get ahead of them, and they're now 20 minutes late to where they're going to. Just drive! I can feel my heart rate up right now. Have you ever been to the worst offender in our city, in my opinion? It is, I actually think it's like a six-way intersection. It's right by Will Rogers Park and the Beverly Hills Hotel. It's Sunset Boulevard. I I avoid that area as much as possible. So I used to have to go through it for over a decade for work. Mm -hmm. And there is no worse stop sign stop way whatever the heck you want to call it and kelsey i feel you because every single day everything that you wrote in that rant is exactly what happened every time every day yes (sighs) it's the worst and if you're not paying attention then everything gets jacked up and then people think like when things get confusing everybody thinks everybody's out to get them Mm -hmm. so they're instantly as angry as i just got (laughs) Like I called Dan Tipton yesterday and I said, uh, we are headed home and I am going to stay there because I'm not appropriate for public consumption today. Oh my God. It was the truth. I really did have to ground myself. I was not, I tried getting out. I had two very unpleasant interactions um, and I wanted them to be more unpleasant. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I just grounded myself. Uh huh. I think that's smart. I think so. I think it was for the best. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We need a cleansing breath. We do. Chelsea, thank you for writing in. Clearly, you've touched a nerve. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I still have so many more sassy things I keep wanting to say. And I'm like, Dana, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) okay we like to uh rant out frustration sometimes they're important sometimes they're not sometimes they're affecting our planet and sometimes they just make me so mad i have to ground myself (laughs) so we have a wide breadth of emotions but we like to rant it out get it get i'm getting all of this out right now Mm -hmm. we take a deep breath Clint, blow it out, blow out all that frustration. This is a perfect example. And then uh, we're going to fill up with some some interesting, some funny, and some goodness for the Indeed. rest of the day. That's going to be our fuel for the rest of the day. That's right. Uh, I might scream. I usually say, if you're in a place where you can scream it out, I'm sorry. I might scream it out. So um, I know I'm going to scream it out. I don't know why I'm acting like this is a premonition I'm having. I'm going to. So, Jessica... May I have you lead the cleansing breath while I mute myself because I am home alone and I am going to scream. Okay. Wonderful. I'll let you take over. Okay. Just put your feet on the ground and take a nice, long, slow inhale. And exhale. (laughs) What I would give for people to see what I just witnessed on our recording platform. I got to tell you, I had no idea that I could naturally do an excellent Tarzan. Amazing. (laughs) I cannot. That is something when asked to scream or act scared on cue, I'm really bad at it. I mean, I know I have no proof, but it was really perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I really. A silent scream. Mm. Amazing. Woo, that felt nice. <sighs> Feels Get it real out. nice. Get it out of my body. <laughs> I told Jessica I woke up with a lower backache. Maybe this will help. Storing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some anger down there. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. So we have a quick corrections corner. Ooh, can't wait. Which we always love. <clears throat> yeah. So this is from our friend and listener, Tara, who um, is all things amazing. Also, she has a new podcast about homesteading and all kinds of cool things. Right now, they're doing a whole section on fermenting foods. So my husband really got into that during the pandemic. Please give them a follow. Milk. Maids podcast, M I L K M A I D S P O D C A S T, the unconventional Yay. homesteading podcast. They are awesome. Tara lives on a farm. Uh, Dana and I are obsessed yes. with her amazing animals and her children and the amazing <laughs> life. I always say to her, I'm like, I am so in envy of the life that your children lead because. Yeah. They get to be in nature and with animals all day, every day. day. Yeah. And we just love her. She is so cool. So 
Yeah, your um, pop squad's growing. Indeed. Now, back to Corrections Corner. I love it. So, Tara wrote in to us. She said, after we were talking about uh, smoking fish and is that raw or not and things oh, like that. Oh, right, right, right. She said, lemon chemically dentures fish, similar to if you cooked it. See, that's what I was talking about with like ceviche or something. And sure, when sure. I got that sushi and it had like a paper thin slice of lemon on top, but it turned sure. the fish from pink to white because it cooked it. <laughs> she said, I got so stoked to hear you talk about it. You're right. It's actually a very popular method of preservation. Although letting it go past a day, it's technically pickled fish, which is also so fucking good. Um, she said, oh, also, I forgot regarding the smoking. Smoking doesn't really cook. There are different types of smoking, but like smoked bacon isn't technically cooked. Smoking originally was used to discourage bugs from infesting meat. So you don't smoke at high temps to cook. Anyway, people developed a taste for smoked meat, and that's why we still continue to do it. Also, it kills some bacteria. Less moisture means less chance for bad bacteria to grow, and it will stay good for longer. Cooking it completely is a combo of direct heat and also infusing with smoke. Hopefully that helps. Anyways, wow. I love that. And she knows because she is constantly making and creating all kinds of culinary things from her farm. And I love it. So thank it's you, Tara. So cool. Uh, so cool. I have a question. That yes. I noticed right off the bat. She mm -hmm. said that it dentures fish. <sighs> I don't know what that means. I know that sounds like it does something and gives them false buck teeth. Right. I'm sure it's is... not having to do with that. <laughs> but no, I do not know exactly. I'm curious. I'm going to have to look into that. Look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like new words that I'll forget within, like the use <laughs> of new words that I'll forget within five seconds. Hello. That's why my favorite subject in elementary school was wordly wise. Did you have that? No. <gasps> It was like a small section of school and it came with a workbook and it would give you 10 words and they were big, like words that you probably never heard of. That's it, not that they had to be long words. They were just interesting and not necessarily part of everyday vernacular. I, to this day, remember the word offal, which is like the byproduct or the parts of meat that are not the select cuts. It's all the other parts. Oh, I learned that from dogs? Wordly Wise. Yes, hot dogs are made of offal. False, but can you spell it? O F F A L. O F F A L. Oh, I don't know. I've never mm -hmm. heard that word. Wordly Wise. I loved it. You had to learn the word and it gave you like the full definition. Then you had to use it in a sentence. You had a multiple choice, which is like oh. offal is similar to blah, blah, blah. It was great, and I'm telling you, there it really helped. That's some SAT prep if I ever did see. Interesting. I love it's obvious too that that's what I got hung up on and not the actual information about the pitch. <laughs> this is a lot about my brain. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. Wow. Okay. Now, I will dive into my corner of animal instincts. Okay. I sent this to Dana. I was yes, dying. It, I, I think it's like going viral. Yes. It's probably for the, maybe a little bit for the killing aspect, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. sounds horrible. And usually when I'm talking about it, it is, and it is horrible, but this is a sweet story. It's fine. 
it's, it's not fine, but it will be amazingly fine. odd. It's odd. <laughs> After killing the two males she was paired with. Oh, we Wal- started off with it. That's what uh-huh, I was referring uh-huh, to. She uh-huh. murdered her other two partners. <laughs> yes. Miss Crane. <laughs> After killing the two males she was paired with, Walnut the Crane fell in love with her zookeeper. Mm-hmm. This is really amazing. Walnut was born in a species recovery breeding program in the 1980s. By the way, we will post the picture of Walnut and her zookeeper. She's a big crane. She's I don't big. know how tall the zookeeper is, but he's going to have to be at least five feet tall. Well, she comes up to his shoulder. Yeah. So again, I don't know how tall this man is. The bird standing on her feet is up to his shoulder. Yeah, she's a big girl. Um, She was born into a species recovery breeding program in the 80s. The program had crane chicks hand-raised by human volunteers. And at that time, they did not fully understand the measures necessary to make sure the chicks do not imprint on humans and retain their identity as cranes. As a result, her keepers believe Walnut does not recognize other cranes as members of her own species. Mm -mm. It has not been proven that Walnut killed her previous suitors. However, there is a persistent rumor in the white-naped crane conservation community that she did. They're not doing anything to to be like she I swear she didn't. I swear they're not they're not tamping that rumor down. No. I think she, she I think did. she killed her men. <laughs> Because the species is highly endangered and the gene pool of the captive population is small, it's pretty important for the survival of her species that Walnut A, mate, and B, not kill a bunch of other cranes. Yeah. (laughs) The actual name of the keeper is Chris Crow. C-R-O-W-E, but that's pretty hilarious that his (laughs) last name is part of the aviation phylum, whatever. Right. Also pretty amazing the amount of enjoyment your face got out of bug-eyeing and leaning towards the computer at me. (laughs) They both arrived at the Smithsonian Conservation Biology Institute in 2004. Oh man, I'd like to work there. Walnut immediately began paying special attention to Chris and ignoring the eligible male crane in a nearby enclosure. Walnut initiated their courtship, performing the opening moves of a mating dance. Mm -hmm. Chris realized that if he reciprocated the mating dance, it might be possible to artificially inseminate Walnut with her participation and consent. The process normally involves restraining the bird. It worked. Chris and Walnut, I can't deal with this. (laughs) Chris and Walnut have had five children. Who were raised by other crane couples at the facility. Yeah, because she ain't got time to share her man with those babies. Uh-uh. She'll eat them first. Get the babies out. <laughs> Sometimes the biological dad and his mate, both because it's unclear whether Walnut would accept the chicks as her own, and because Chris is not equipped to be a crane dad. He's not, though. He's I can't. not. <laughs> However, the Institute provides her with artificial eggs to sit on, and Chris takes his turn looking after them. This would not work with real eggs because he can't sit on them properly, but Walnut seems to feel that he is on the job if he just stands over them. She needs to raise her standards, but I mean, it's still cute. (laughs) Okay, now this is where it gets 
I don't know if it's this cute is or where creepy. it gets creepy. <laughs> this what you're getting ready to say. Nothing before has been creepy. I can't. <laughs> Chris accepts that he is pretty much married to this bird. Yeah. White naped cranes live to be about 60, mm-hmm. 60 years old, mm-hmm. and they mate for life. So he knows he can't retire while Walnut is alive. Yeah. At the time of the article, Walnut is 36 and Chris is 42. Yeah. I can't. No, he is a prisoner. He can't quit or she will murder everyone. For real, though. He has to, like, fake his own death in front of her or something if he ever wants to leave. I mean, mean... it's sort of sweet, but at the same time, I feel like everyone in the crane community is like, why are these humans babying her? She's a psycho murderer. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's kind of cute. Well, also, when they're talking about animals imprinting or not, no, it's like... Sometimes when animals are rescued, um, especially if it's a a baby in particular and like hand fed, hand raised by a human, then they're not able to go back out and be in the wild because they don't know how to do those things. They did not learn from. She is never going to be in the wild. Like this is an endangered species. Like she is never going to be able to know what actual, this bird specifically, what actual real life is. So it's not surprising that yeah she got confused i'm like i don't know maybe if i was kidnapped by aliens on another planet and i had a handler that was about 15 years older than me kind of cute and was good to me i might be like i think we should do a mating dance and have babies i don't know i just don't want to judge her too harshly i guess <laughs> it's unreal it's absolutely and unreal. That he he looks so sweet Yes. He definitely looks like a beat down husband, though, a little yes. bit, doesn't he's he? Like, he's like, well, this right. is this, I'm getting ready to go viral for the fact that a bird murdered because she yes. loves me. And like, what does she do when he leaves for the night? He doesn't yeah. live there 24 hours a day. Yeah. He doesn't live at the center. They have five babies. I cannot deal And with she's it. like, I don't want those babies. I just want to make them, Chris. <laughs> I can't. Oh my god! I'm gonna be honest. In all the stories, because it kind of went viral yesterday, and Mm -hmm. I was just looking for any sort of like sweetness where she's like she's very affectionate to him or something. Nope, nothing. It was just possessive as hell. Just she murdered (laughs) her other boyfriends to be with a human. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing. Those instincts are strong, huh? Uh Huh. Walnut, if Walnut mm-hmm. were human, she we'd be watching her story on like women who snapped. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Walnut's upset. All right, here we go. <laughs> I have a what the what corner. Oh yeah. Okay. Are you ready for this? This is from my favorite, Spooky and Art Oddity Central. <laughs> I feel like Spooky does not write all 175 articles that come There's out no every way. two days. So Spooky If he is, does, he needs a raise. Spooky is, I think, a team effort. <laughs> but respect, mad respect, Spooky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, here we go. You ready for this? Great yep. thing. Would-be teachers use Bluetooth-connected flip-flops to cheat on an exam? There is a lot to unpack in this. <laughs> First of all, I hate flip-flops. I think we're all aware of that. Huh? Uh, there would be teachers, and they're cheating. 
on an exam. <laughs> okay, here great, we go. great way to lead by example. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Over two dozen people taking a national exam that could lead to a career in teaching were caught cheating with Bluetooth enabled flip flops to get an edge over the stiff competition. Oh Cheating's God. always been a big problem in India. India, come on, anywhere. Okay. <laughs> problem, especially during potentially life-changing exams. I remember watching surreal scenes of people climbing the walls of a school building in Bihar to hand cheat sheets to the students taking their year-end exams inside a few years ago, or army applicants forced to take exams in their underwear to prevent cheating. I mean, you're not very good at it if okay. you are doing things. This year, authorities in Rajasthan, Raj, Rajasthan uh, went as far as cutting the internet connection in the state during in the state during the exam to prevent cheating, but they still couldn't prevent savvy cheaters from trying to get a leg up through nefarious ways. The latest method of cheating reportedly involves Bluetooth connected flip flops sold by criminal gangs. <laughs> It's oh my not, god it's not funny i don't know why criminal gangs sound so cute though <laughs> remember didn't we have a cartoon animals that were some the get along gang oh they god yes roller skates good time gang something we'll figure yes, it out i and know sing what you're it. talking about we'll figure it out and sing it without request <laughs> anyway <laughs> Criminal gangs for up to 600,000 rupees, which is $8,000 a pair. What? I don't know any teacher that has a salary high enough to come close to purchasing those flops. Okay. Also, they're not even teachers yet, so I don't know what job they got. No. More than 4,000 test centers were set up across the Indian state for the teacher – so it's called Rajasthan – uh, teacher eligibility test, R-E-E-T, on September 26th. The test hasn't been held since 2018 and is considered an entry into teaching career, an important opportunity for many, important enough to risk cheating on the exam and landing in jail. Okay. For dozens of candidates last Sunday, they went to jail. With the internet turned off statewide, shoes and sandals banned in test centers, and thorough searches at entry points, authorities thought they had Every base covered, but cheaters always find a way, right? <laughs> cheaters in nature, they're always right. going to find a way, according to <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Over two, <laughs> over two dozen of them were caught wearing flip-flops with a SIM card concealed inside. The phone was Stop connected it. to tiny Bluetooth earpieces embedded deep in their ears to make them less visible. Whoa. What? The slippers had a SIM card in the candidate's had this bug implanted in their ears. In one case, we had to take a doctor's intervention to find the bug as it was so deeply implanted, one police no, officer said. No. Yes, the cheater's plan was to have accomplices on the outside call their flip-flops so that they, they could just discreetly dictate the answers to them and then receive the answers in return. Only some of the would-be teachers started acting strangely before entering the exam halls, which prompted an extra thorough search that revealed the high-tech footwear. So they weren't even good at wearing their incognito flip-flop Bluetooths. We were aware of the possibility of cheating, but we thought it would be a question paper leak or someone would use the internet, which is why it was restricted in many cities. But this was totally new. <laughs> This was a totally new modus operandi. They're getting so tech savvy, he said. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, the rubber flip-flops were designed by a gang that produced the necessary components for $400 and then sold them to candidates appearing for the examination. 
Yeah, $8,000 a pair. A total of 25 people were caught wearing a pair during this week's exam. <laughs> 25. The number could have been greater, but as the cheaters were caught, the information regarding the novel method was shared with several districts, prompting many centers to ask the candidates to remove their footwear outside exam halls. <laughs> that is nuts. It's crazy. Also, it looks so janky, but yet at yeah. the same time, quite intricate what they shoved in between the layers of plastic foam in yes. the footbed of the flop. Yeah, and I bet they get better internet than we have right now with our <laughs> oh 5G. My God. How many times have we had to stop and start today? <laughs> wow. My one complaint. Okay, two complaints. A, don't cheat. <laughs> two. I can't even count and use numbers. <laughs> They're ugly. Ooh, they ugly. Mm -hmm. Sports. It just says in white letters on it. Sports. <laughs> I love when companies try to just make something or knock it off or when it's knocked off somewhere else and they just take a word that a they word. think sounds good or, oh, this is sporty nobody, or athletic. Sports. saying sports and flip-flops, my friends. Sports. Oh also, I love to give a font a voice. I that's one of my favorite games. That's amazing. <laughs> I love to just drive around in a passenger seat with a friend <laughs> and read signs because my dad does that, but he's not he aware does. that he's not aware he doesn't do it with voices, and he's also a little unaware that he does it. Well, there's an Arby's Bob's Auto Salvage. Like he just reads <laughs> signs out loud, and I love. And then when I grew up, I because I'm a crazy person, I decided that fonts definitely have voices. Like they have character. A font oh is God. meant to give you a vibe or a feeling. And yes. the, the font on this flip-flop is definitely sports. <laughs> also, <laughs> not very athletic. Angry because now I want Arby's. I want a beef and cheddar and a Jamocha shake because I'm going to think about that all day now. Well, there's an Arby's in uh, Northridge, I think. That's a little too far. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I, did I ever tell you this? You know, my dad was still is always like a major health nut and very particular about what we could eat and not when we were kids. And I mm -hmm. still tease him about it to this day. My dad took us to Arby's. He thought that was like a higher quality and like better option than mcdonald's and the other fast food places like they're as though arby's is hand carving the prime rib or well, something they are on the okay. commercial on the commercial <laughs> we watch them slice the meat yes so he took us there because he thought it was a healthier option <laughs> okay and he would not let us get french fries but he would let us get potato cakes well that's all they had at my arby's potato cakes uh-huh God, they're so, good. they're so good. You guys, if you don't know what they are, they're like a triangle. They're a like, ginormous tater tot. It's like a hand. A oh, God, like a hand pie, but of hash browns. <laughs> they are so good. And I was like, now as an adult, I'm like, huh, still potato, still fried, just in a different shape. shape. But he would let us have the potato cakes and not the fries. It's I so mean, weird. You should have just been enjoying your potato cake going, mm, it's so healthy, Daddy. Um, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> I'd have Arby's every day if I could. <laughs> but now that I'm not eating meat, really, you know, my brain's playing tricks on me. I get a little gaggy. I yeah. tried to eat a hamburger the other night and I ended up feeding half of it to Lucy. Yeah. And I know it's mental, but. But that happens with a lot of people once they. Yeah. Don't want to have it anymore. 
because I was craving. I was like, I've earned this burger, whatever yes. that means. <laughs> and I was excited about it. And I was like, oh, and then I started feeling that great mm -hmm. about it. Yep. Like about the decision, about what was in my mouth, about it, all of it. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Wow. That was just crazy. <laughs> also, if you're going to do it, wouldn't you make it like a tennis shoe so it's maybe not as obvious and a little more comfortable? Okay. You're really spending that much more money to cover the whole foot? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god. All right, let's move on to <clears throat> let's move on to the race. Okay. So you guys, you know, my, again, not a sponsor, but <laughs> you hopefully can and will be one day. Target. Target, wink, please wink. sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> I spend a lot of time at Target. Uh -huh. It's uh like my 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 escape. So, anyways, I was in there, and yes, I like to walk the entire store. You never know what new fun they add. And yes, I do look at things that I don't need. Do I have a child? No, I do not. Mm -hmm. Do I love buying things for my friend's children? You bet your ass I do. <laughs> so I came across it is one of the cutest collections I've seen in a long time. And you guys know, like Target has these special like pop-ups or collaborations with different artists or designers. There is a children's illustrator and author. His name is Christian Robinson. He is an award-winning children's book illustrator and author. And you can find many of his books. They're incredible. He's also adorable. Aww. And growing up, drawing was his way to create the world kind of world he wanted to see. Christian envisions a world where every kid can be curious, creative, and celebrated. You can find him on Instagram at The Art of Fun. So <clears throat> this collection is so cute. It's very colorful. It's very fun. Um, they have all of his books. They have clothing and accessories. Actually, my friend's little girl was wearing a shirt the other day. And I was like, oh, my God, I almost bought that for you. And I loved it because it's a bunch of children, all different races, all different kinds of people. One of the children is in a wheelchair. And I just love the inclusivity and how he is, again, just bringing yeah. everyone together in this fun childlike world. Love it. So as I did a deeper dive, I mean, of course I looked at every piece when I was there, I came home and looked him up and I saw under what's available. He has like home accessories for kids, clothing books. And then I saw adaptive clothing and I'm mm -hmm. like, what is adaptive clothing? I looked it up. And it is clothing design around the needs and abilities of people with varying degrees of disability, including cognitive disabilities, acquired disabilities as a result of injury, illness, or accident, and temporary disabilities, as well as physical disabilities. Adaptive wow. clothing is influenced by factors such as age, disability types, level of independence, mobility, and dexterity, as well as whether a person requires help when dressing, such as from a caregiver. 
Despite common misconception, adaptive clothing is utilized by people with a wide range of disabilities, ranging from wheelchair users and people with more visible disabilities to those whose disabilities are not as visible, but still find themselves limited by the construction of typical clothing. Adaptive design, a core component of adaptive clothing design and construction, proactively addresses these foreseen limitations by adapting clothing to the wearer, benefiting both them and their carers or healthcare professionals to be more efficient, as well as preventing potential back and shoulder injuries. Wow. Amazing. Didn't know it existed. I I hope. But it's so wonderful. You know, um, I don't want to, I don't want to hijack, but I will no. say, uh, it's, it's very encouraging that slowly, very yes. slowly, we are starting to see inclusivity in this way. Yes. Uh, there are a lot of schools <clears throat> or at least a couple, I don't mm-hmm. know about a lot, but I know of one in particular here in Los Angeles that that is their main goal is, um, to have every person just to be together. So like mm-hmm. the class system at the school is set up that no matter your um, people in the wings program was what mm-hmm. we called it when we were kids, like uh, over achieving in academics uh-huh, uh-huh. and then people with physical disabilities, cognitive disabilities, mm-hmm. everyone is in the same class So cool. and everyone is given the resources that they need if they need an attendant with them or anything mm-hmm. else. But these children are growing up with one another, and it's just normal. Yes. They don't treat each other differently. They see what each other's needs are. They allow for that. There's no Mm -hmm. bullying. There's no making fun because it's just normal. They've grown up seeing it. And I think that's incredible. And this idea of adaptive clothing, that also should just be normal. Yes. And, you know, we- I never even thought about it. We think that we're so- (laughs) caring and aware of people with different types of disabilities. I'm here to tell you 100% for a fact right now, LAUSD knows that they're breaking the law Mm -hmm. for children with disabilities, Mm full-blown breaking the law Mm -hmm. and continue, have been doing it since August 16th, (laughs) the day that the school doors opened. Mm -hmm. They're continuing to do it. They have said to people's faces, yes, we're aware, Mm -hmm. and they refuse to change it. They would rather just pay Shameful. Yeah, to be quiet and not give these children what they're worth. They're throwing these children away. So what is the name of this person that's doing this line? Uh, His name is Christian Robinson, and we will put a link to it if you go to Target.com. As in in like almost like Christopher Robbins because adorable. (laughs) Kind of. It's so (laughs) cute. And again, like another thing I love. So I'm looking at it right now. They have like different collections. One is called Mammoth Explorations. So he did like a woolly mammoth, a saber-toothed tiger and all that. And in the picture is a little boy in a wheelchair. I also commend Target because I noticed that they have some of the new, what do you call it? Posters and artwork that's up in the stores. I noticed one of the models are using is a little girl with Down syndrome. Yes. This is diversity in there. So amazing. And like you said, when we were kids, everything was separated there was no mixing they were hidden as much as possible and it is so incredible to now know that hopefully this just continues bringing people of different levels all across the board together so that this is normal well i'm telling you (laughs) Another great way to learn about this sort of stuff is this is just how I use the evil social mm-hmm. media 
you know, I started originally following special books by special kids, which I've talked about ad nauseum on here. I just love him. Yes. He's doing and his mission. And even though it's painful when we lose a, a friend because you mm-hmm. get to know these people, I have grown as a human being so much as a result. And yep. I have found other people that I'm learning from, like the autistic cats, which I've also mentioned a million yep. times. Yesterday, one of one of the one of them shared a story about their interaction. They were volunteering with two people mm-hmm. of, of special needs and the communication they had that was so real and raw that people of neurotypical mm-hmm. um, behavior probably wouldn't have noticed because we speak to them in, in condescending manners and as if they don't understand when right. they do. So anyway, you know, autistic cats, uh, fidgets and fries, uh, special books by special kids and all the people that they uh, interact with. Mm-hmm. And these are the people that are teaching us to be yep. better. And I appreciate it beyond belief. Absolutely. Because I'm not joking. That really is true. LAUSD is is absolutely breaking the law yes. and taking advantage of children with special needs. And people don't even know about it. No, and it's not okay. It's not okay. And um, there's only so much that a few voices can do. Yep. And the only people hurt by it are these children. Exactly. And and they're not stupid. They know. Yes. They absolutely know. And they communicate that to the people they love. Yeah. And um, thank you, Target. And thank you to this person for making that in the public consciousness, putting it in the public consciousness. It's huge. Yeah. And again, like you can look up more, uh, you can do a little research about adaptive clothing, but you can look at it here. It's part of his collection. There's uh, clothing that is not adaptive, but is also part of the collection uh, for people who do not need it. There's adorable toys and lamps and all kinds of things for a kid's room. His books are fantastic. He won several awards for his book, Last Stop on Market Street, which is a personal favorite because I love San Francisco. He has an amazing book called You Matter. And on the cover, it has a bunch of different children, all different races, playing a parachute game. And again, one of the children on the cover is in a wheelchair. Uh, It's people from like around the world. It's so sweet. He also did a book on Josephine Baker. He just, he's awesome. So freaking talented. Please check out his stuff. And again, the adaptive clothing just really was amazing to learn about. It's, if in case you're wondering, you're like, I still don't get what you mean. A lot of times it's using Velcro or magnets and all different kinds of things so that things are very easily compared to trying to think about if someone is paralyzed or does not have the use of their limbs, clothing that can easily be removed and put on and closed. And they also do it for people who are older. Like there's adaptive clothing now for people with Alzheimer's, for people who have incontinence. That's it's, amazing because- I know, never even I, knew it existed. When I shattered my arm and I had all those surgeries yes. for so long- for what did you time, even do for, for a, a shirt? long time? I couldn't wear clothes, so yep. I couldn't go anywhere. Well, that wasn't feasible because I knew I was going to have to have multiple surgeries. And, you know, so uh, my grandmama and I we <sighs> went to the store and bought the largest men's size button up shirts I could find. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to finagle. Well, she did because I only had one arm <sighs> to finagle the buttons so that at the very least it didn't look like clothes, but my boobs were covered and I <sighs> and my arm was 
out. Under, yes. Instead of like I, looking like grimace. Does that make sense? Oh my god! Yeah. Where my arm was yes. just under. Like basically, I'm just wearing a tarp at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so I understand that on just that basic mm-hmm. level, not in every day my body can't move this way level. Totally. Yeah, it's amazing. Thank you for raving about that. That you know, obviously, that's something very close to my heart. Um, mm-hmm. People with different sorts of disabilities, be it cognitive, physical, whatever, mm-hmm. and and the treatment and uh, acceptance and equality of their life. Equality, exactly. Yeah, it's just like every time you see an interview with someone like that, and they say, you know, do you want to make friends or how can I be your friend? That's one of the things special books by special kids ask. Mm-hmm. I'll say, just come and say hello. Yeah. Just say hi. You can ask mm-hmm. me whatever you want. Just mm-hmm. say hi. They're just like us. Yep. They just have different abilities and disability. Like we're all exactly. I don't know. Anyway, thank you, Jessica. I love that. Yes. It's so cute. You're gonna love it when you see that collection. Okay. So it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month this mm-hmm. month. And so we got this from our sweet listener, Ram Duke. He is one of our very, very good friends. That's his handle on, <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> um, but I, I need to read this little blurb beforehand. Am I correct, Jessica? Yes. Okay. So let me – Oh, sorry. I thought I had it pulled open and I didn't. No worries. Here we go. So this is from our friend Linus. Hi, ladies. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Losing family and friends to this dreadful disease has had me trying to educate the importance of BCAM. I speak with someone each day of October about BCAM. Sometimes I would forget my lapel pin or sometimes lose it. I said there has to be a better way for me to represent the cause each day. So four years ago, I decided to have my left thumbnail painted pink with a white ribbon painted on. Now I can represent every day without losing my pins. That is so cute. I love that so much. I know. I love it. Yeah, now you won't lose your pin. Okay, here we go. This is the Susan G. Corman Foundation that we're talking about here. In 1980, Nancy Brinker promised her dying sister, Susan Komen, uh, did I say Corman? It's Mm -hmm. Komen, sorry. Susan Komen, that she would do everything she could to end breast cancer. Brinker started Susan G. Komen Foundation in 1982, and it is now the largest breast cancer organization in the United States. Komen's mission is to eradicate breast cancer as a life-threatening disease by advancing research, education, screening, and treatment. Komen invests in programs that offer breast cancer patients a comprehensive approach to fighting the disease with a focus on patient advocacy, research, equal access to high-quality care, patient support, education. God, all these things are so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Komen recently launched the African-American Health Equity Initiative with the goal to reduce disparities in the breast cancer mortality rate. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Komen.org. If you go to their website, uh, K-O-M-E-N.org, which obviously we'll put that on in our show notes. But uh, on their front page, it says, join our fight, save lives. Our mission is to save lives by meeting the most critical needs in our communities and investing in breakthrough research to prevent and cure breast cancer. You are not alone. So they have support and resources right on the front page there. Mm-hmm. They have a donate button. They have 
you know, things like it says, don't let financial hardship keep you from getting the treatment you need. The treatment assistance program is here to help you so you can focus on your care. That's a massive problem, mm -hmm. probably everywhere, but definitely in America, our healthcare system is so jacked up. Yeah. Um, people die because they don't have money for the care they need. So anyway, Komen.org. Thank you so much, Linus, for bringing us. Yes. Uh, I have my mammogram on the books. That was my next. So I had five doctor's appointments last week. And my next my next round of appointments is mammogram, mm -hmm. dermatologist, and dentist. That's my yep. Next, my next I need to do two of those three myself. So again, thank you, Lennis, because honestly, you are reminding us and all of our listeners, please, ladies, get your Always mammogram. Get mammograms. Things have changed. The average age for certain testing, like I know with colonoscopies, um, they just changed it to 45 instead of 50 for you yeah. to get a baseline. Uh, just do it. I had it and luckily was cleared for the next five years. It, it will give you peace of mind. And again, with the mammogram, also, you need to get a baseline, even if you have no familial history, anything else, then they can see as time goes on. And sometimes there's something weird. Sometimes it's just a, literally like a fat globule. Sometimes it's something. not. Correct. And you have to remember, even if it's not in your lineage, in your family history, yep. uh, our environment is conducive yep. to creating cancer by things mm -hmm. like oil spills and things that you know are happening yep. every day. It doesn't necessarily have to be in your family history for it to Correct. affect you. So keep on top of it. Yep. Um, yeah. And there's so many organizations. Like I said, we picked Komen because it's the largest. So I know there's like chapters of it all around the country. I actually did a 5K for it probably good eight, nine years ago. Oh, wow. Um, with a group of ladies. Yeah, that was, man, I did it. I, I walked the the last half of it, but I did it. Um, it was a light the whole thing. Well, I, I started with a light jog. And when I say light, I mean, walking on sunshine. It was a real <laughs> light jog. Okay. Um, I did my, my latest heart screening, uh, you know, where they do the stress test and mm -hmm, you're on, he's mm -hmm. like, you're going to need to undress from the waist up. And I was, I was like my bra too. And he goes, yeah. And I was like, they said there could be some light jogging. I got some big old ladies. There's going to be a lot of flopping <laughs> going on. You know that, right? <laughs> this man was so embarrassed. <laughs> He blushed so hard. He's like, it's okay. We'll we'll make sure it's okay. <laughs> there was there was some flopping going on, ladies. That and is hilarious. Um, but whatever. Gotta make sure we're all I yes. do have a lot of family has, history, and so I am setting baselines mm -hmm. for some of these things. Yep. And I think it's important. Good. Yeah. Glad to hear that. You are too, Jessica. Indeed. We're both working on it. And we I know are. we've got some other listeners that are in our Medical Slow and band, steady. Our Wins medical the race. bandwagon here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it is. It's easier to do it, it to feel like I have a group of you with me every yes. time I go. A hundred percent. All of you are going, yep, this is where we need to be right now, Dana. Mm -hmm. And it yep. does help. That's right. Oh, Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. Oh, man. I talked a lot and then I hijacked your rave. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did not. 
do you want to tell people how to get a hold of us? Yes. Please keep these things rolling into us on Facebook or Instagram. You can find us at the Rants and Raves Podcast. You can send us an email directly at the Rants and Raves Podcast at gmail.com. If you feel like getting on Twitter, since that's the only thing that didn't crash with the uh, social media. After as much as we shut shit down Twitter, and they were the, the only one that, one that stayed up. <laughs> you can find us at raves underscore the, or you can go to our website, www.theransomravespodcast.com and hit the contact button. Thank you, Dana. As always, I love that we are getting to see each other more this week. Yeah. I'm going to hopefully be seeing you this week. We're going to do a little porch sitting. Yes. For some chatting and catching up and having fun. Yeah. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Doing this fun ride with me every week. I I really love it. It always boosts my my mood and it keeps me off the streets from yelling at (laughs) from yelling at (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Uh we like to end the show talking about are you is there anything you're watching? I know we already talked about the way down. Uh We all did Lulu Rich. I am watching a show and I'm very excited because I saw, I already knew one of our friends was on this show as a series regular, but another old friend popped up in it and I was like, oh my God. Um, It's on Showtime. It's called Work in Progress. I've heard of it. It's starring the lead in it is the creator of it and she is the lead character. Her name is Abby McEnany. I said her name oddly. Um. A friend of Dana and mine, Celeste. Celeste. Pichu. I never said her name right. Peckhouse, Pichu, Celeste. Oh, God, I'm sorry. We love her. Dana and I did a show with her for many years called The Waiting Room. Celeste is incredible on it. And uh, Megan Kelly, if you remember from way (gasps) back in the day. I haven't been in years. I believe she lives in Chicago and the show is filmed in Chicago. Chicago. Yes. So she appeared in a recent episode. Nice. It is a really great show. I've First heard of it's all, wonderful. I've seen a couple of episodes, but I haven't like dug in. The writing is outstanding. It's again under thirty minutes, so I'm a big fan. Even though I love shows that are long, and I want more, more, more. When there's mm-hmm. a thirty-minute show, you are forced to pack in cut the fat and get mm-hmm. straight to the point. There's no BS or boring, lagging stuff. No. These episodes are really jam-packed. I just finished the first season. They are currently airing season two. I'm about to now catch up with that. It is very poignant. Um, It is so relatable in many ways as far as fears and anxiety and how we perceive ourselves and how we think others are perceiving us, but it's really all in our heads. And that can unfortunately you know, leads to self-sabotage. I I am the queen of that. I know I'm not alone, but just always assuming and writing the story in my head when it's like, why didn't I just speak up about how I was feeling instead of creating a story that never existed or that wasn't the case at all? Mm -hmm. It's a great show. I highly, highly recommend it. There's some fun. This Julia Sweeney's in it. I'm a big fan of Julia Sweeney. It's really great. So 
That is my recommendation. Julian Sweeney was also in Gremlins 2, the new batch, in case you were wondering. What? I didn't know that. <laughs> that was our family movie last weekend. <laughs> if you're like, what are you talking about? My son loved it. And there was a Julia Sweeney kid. There's a lot of cameos in that movie. It's so That's weird. hilarious. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I love our friend Celeste. And watching her go to like the Emmys and stuff and all that was so amazing. Mm-hmm. She looked beautiful. That's wonderful. Yes. Um, I did for all of my crime junkies out there, I did The Devil You Know on Hulu. Mm. There's two seasons, and each season is a particular story. Yes. And it was fascinating. And the second season, they really delve into some social media and internet, oh. um, the effects that it's having and how AI, we don't realize, is actually controlling a lot of our trends and a lot of um, – <sighs> A lot of these people who are getting so off base and so a lot of zealotry and stuff like AI is is feeding into that because it recommends things to you. Mm. Whatever. It's just fascinating. So anyway, the devil, you know. Um, Yeah, there's some other stuff going on. It's Halloween season. So I'm Uh like, "Eh, how much do I want to say to people? (laughs) Uh, I heard in the earth. Is supposed to be a good one. I'm going to do that this weekend. Mm. Anyway, whatever. This is, you know, you can have your own hobbies. You don't have to do what we tell you. (laughs) (laughs) But I do like to end the show with a uh, point to ponder. Mm -hmm. And since it is spooky season Mm -hmm. and everybody's looking for their spooky content, Mm. I wanted to let give this to you. You may be saying, Dana, I don't like scary things. It's not good for my brain. And I should be careful what I'm putting into my body in every way. I know I have this battle with myself (laughs) clearly, but I want to give you this hot tip. Watching horror movies can help boost weight loss. Now, I said, what? (laughs) I watch a lot of scary, and I ain't seen no boost in my weight loss. Oh, my God. You want to lose weight fast, guys. You might want to consider a marathon of different kind. Sure, a physical run can get your heart beating fast, but horror movies have a similar effect. Fear and adrenaline increase our heart rate, boosting how much calories we burn. However, lack of sleep can slow down our metabolism and cancel out that effect. (laughs) Well, I guess that's my problem. Um, Also, it's not really recommended for people who scare easily. Whatever. Listen, guys, get out there. Get you a spooktacular ticket in your hometown. Go to a (laughs) Screamoween somewhere. Let's burn some some calories, (laughs) y'all. Also, just because it was the fact right above it, um, you know, Fender Guitars, Uh the guy who... uh, invented fender leo fender he never actually learned to play the guitar what yeah his craft was electronics all right guys we'll be back next (laughs) tuesday (laughs) i love you jessica i love you too everybody stay safe be kind and we'll be back next week spooky season (laughs) pumpkin ween Bye. Boom. Bye. Three calories right there. <laughs> 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 <laughs>